Melbourne AA Steps Weekend 2007. This is the opening speaker, Melody. Hi, I'm Melody and I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Melody. Um, I feel so nervous, but this is the best place I can feel this nervous because it's safe and um, I can just be exactly how I need to be and that's incredible because, um, you know, when I used to drink and I felt this nervous, the only way I could get rid of this feeling was by imbibing alcohol and, you know, other substances. So it's incredible to have this opportunity to be able to work through this um, overwhelming feeling in safety. So thank you. Um, I guess um, I'll start from the beginning a little bit to identify. Um, the first meeting I went to, I was 21 and um, I was pretty hungover and I was in a lot of remorse and guilt about tripping over and breaking my boyfriend's guitar the night before and half and, you know, he kind of got up in the morning and said, look, you know, you have to do something about your drinking, otherwise it's over. So I'm like, you know, looking up AA in the phone book at work and, you know, and I had to get through this 10-hour day and anyway, so I made it to the meeting which was up the road from my work and, um, you know, like I walked in and I was really scared. I was scared of the people in there and, um, and I managed to kind of start looking at these and I saw the God thing and I just, oh God, no, I'm not getting sucked into some religious cult, you know, and, um, you know, a couple of people came up to me at the end of the meeting and I didn't actually realise until the end of the meeting that you didn't drink in AA and I just thought, oh, okay, well, thanks anyway. Um, yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, okay, cool. And I just kind of went off and I thought, mm, no, I, I think I could do some stuff about, you know, moderating it and all that stuff. So I went out and tried everything, you know, um, all the moderate drinking and all that kind of stuff and I ended up back at 27 and... Um, I went to rehab for four months and I started work on the steps and, um, you know, for whatever reason I ended up busting after nine months. I think it's because I hadn't really accepted at a deep level that I could never drink in safety. And so I came back again when I was 30 and completely gutted and um, living an empty shell of a life, you know. I could barely keep down a waitressing job three days a week. Um, I was overweight, um, I couldn't pay my bills or my rent, um, I woke up suicidal every day and I just, just I, wo I woke up into my life wishing I was still asleep every day and it was just, it was horrific and on the morning of losing yet another job, I just thought, you know, I've just got to go back to AA. I know that, you know, and every time, you know, it was like during that whole three and a half year bust, I, I, um, I had this niggling feeling that I had to come home and I knew that deep down in my heart, you know, even my spring cleaning and get rid of, getting rid of all my step work with a spring clean one year just to get it out of my closet, you know, I knew that when I was throwing it out that it was kind of a way for me to get rid of it so I could go back to it in some way or another. So I guess um, I experienced step one on a really deep level when I realised that I could really, you know, I had tried every which way but loose of drinking and safety and I just couldn't do it, you know, I just, I ended up in situation after situation um, and just, you know, dumbfounded that I could keep doing this over and over again for over 10 years 
And um, I guess that's when I walked back in and just said, you know, I'm willing to do anything to just, you know, get my life better. So um, I got in contact with a woman who had given me a big book about four or five years prior. And, um, you know, she want, she had what I wanted. She, she was sound, she was happy, and she managed to have a life with, with stuff to deal with, and she dealt with it in a positive way. She always talked about how she loved her life and um, how sobriety was, you know, the, the, the anchoring part of it. And so um, I, I asked her to be my sponsor, and um, she, she thought about it, and I was like, what, you've you got to think about it. I'm standing in Chapel Street thinking, what, you've got to think about it? And she's like, yeah, I'm going to think about it, because you threw out the big book I bought you, you know? I was like, okay, all right, fair, fair call. Okay, think about it. So I'm like... Oh, I hope she says yes. I feel like such an idiot if she doesn't, you know. Anyway, she said yes, so that was good. I thought, okay, this is good. I've got something good here. So that was another little thing I thought, okay, don't, don't screw this up. You just keep it together. And um, she, um, I, I was like, I really don't get the step two thing, believing in a power greater than myself. I don't even know what that means, you know. Um, I don't really know the God thing. And she's like, well... Think about it as going to a meeting, you don't drink and you take direction from me and, you know, you start acting your way into better thinking and just, you know, give it a go, see if it works. And so I'd just ring her incessantly about every single little thing, like during my day, and she'd be like, go, go and get on your knees, and I'd be in the toilet at work on my knees praying, thinking, God, I've got to get my work done, and, and then I'd be out the front on the phone to her, like at 30, you know, 30 days sober, you know, and 60 days sober, and, um, you know, it was just, it was, it was incredible, because I was given a job in early sobriety, um, as a production assistant in fashion and I'd never gotten a job like that. I don't even know how I got that job. God got that job for me because I was a lunatic and, um, and, and I, I couldn't stop talking and I kept talking about all this stuff I could do and I couldn't do any of it but I really thought I could and I got the job and I'm like, oh my God, I've got the job. Now I've got to do the stuff, you know. And um, So she just nursed me through staying sober every day and, and she taught me how going to bed at 1.30 in the morning and trying to get up, get up at 7 was completely unmanageable. And, um, you know, I just started taking her advice because, you know, that's what I needed to do. I needed to start believing in something that was bigger than me. And at that point, her direction and AA meetings and, um, you know, against my ideas uh, was bigger than me. So um, I kind of worked through those steps in the first few months or so and uh, then I went over to her house to do my third step and I was like, oh God, I've got to sit there and do that freaking prayer again. And I, you know, I rewrote the third step in my first bout of sobriety because I just thought, why does it have to be in that language? So I think that sponsor at the time went, yeah, okay, do whatever you have to do. So um, this time I just thought I'll just do it how they do it this time. And so we did the candle thing and I just felt like an idiot, you know. Um, and uh, it's like, okay, great, thanks, you know. <laughs> Dinner was good. <laughs> and uh, But then, weirdly enough, I started going, okay, on my way to work, I need to start letting go of this stuff, you know. Um, my employer is 
God. It's not, it's not my employer, you know. My boss is not the boss of me. It's, it's about walking to work and just asking, you know, let me be the best I can be. Let me say the right stuff. Um, let me be quiet when I need to and, and just let me do the, the best next thing. And, um, this is, she was just drilling it into me every morning when I was up with the next drama and the next drama and the next drama because, you know, they were coming like full force every day, millions of them. And um, so I kind of got that happening in the first few months and I was like, okay, cool, I've got, I've got a few months up and I've still got the job, which is incredible because, you know, the, the, the people at the work didn't really want to keep me but for some reason I just kept going there every day and I kept not getting fired and uh, not drinking and turning up to meetings and sharing about how I just got this job and how I felt too fat to be in fashion and all this crap. And, and um, so I started work on my fourth step and, um, you know, got all the boyfriends out of the way first because that was all the stuff that I felt the worst about, not the drink driving with my grandmother in the car kind of down the peninsula ordering an expensive lunch and then getting her to foot the bill while we um, flirted with sailors on the, uh, on the marina. Um, that, that, that was kind of way down the list, you know, and uh, it was kind of interesting going back through that writing and seeing what I prioritised in that early sobriety with all my, um, all my um, harms done and all that kind of stuff. So I went over to do my fifth step with my sponsor and she's like cooking dinner. I'm like, are you even kind of paying attention to me here? You know, I'm going through all this stuff, you know. So I thought, fine, I'm, I'm going to a party. She probably won't mind if I just paint my nails. So I started painting my nails and she's like, what are you doing? I was like, well, you were cooking and I just thought I'd paint my nails while we just go through this. And she's like, we're not just getting through this, you know. I've stayed home from my surfing for the weekend so I can go through your step five and it's just... You know, this is not on. I was like, and I started crying. And I'm like, well, I don't even want to do this anymore. You know, I'm just going to go. I feel stupid. I'm just going to go. So I walked out the front and <laughs> I had to go back inside because I didn't know where I was and I was scared. <laughs> and she's like, I think I got to like the front door and, and she's like, come on. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> she's like, because she picked me up from the tram. So I didn't even know which way to walk back to the tram. So I had to just go back in. And do the step five, which we did, and um, she cried, and I, I cried about, you know, feeling stupid, but I didn't cry about any of the stuff I'd done. I was like, you know, okay, it was kind of a bit like the step three. It was like, yeah, well, let's just do it, you know, get it over and done with. She's like, okay, so go home and do your step six and seven. And I'm sitting there at home, it's like... I suppose I'd light a candle because that's what we did at number three. So I'm sitting there looking at the book and I'm like, blah, read it out. I'm just sitting there waiting for like some kind of spiritual experience <laughs> just to like hit me. Because this, I, in my last um, time in AA, I'd only got halfway through step four because I'd never actually experienced the five, six or seven before. So I was sitting there and I was like, okay. And so... I moved on to eight and, um, oh, that's where I'd had to write down all my harms and that's where the boyfriends came first and the grandma came, like, last or something. And, um, yeah, so I got through that and we went through that one and, sorry, I'm getting stuck. Oh, yeah, and then I had to go and start making some amends and... Um, 
Some of them were really pretty lo-fi, you know. I picked a few easy ones to do first, just kind of practice runs, warm-ups. I did mean it, and I, I really did mean it, but I just, you know, I left some heavy, heavy ones for a bit later on. And I just remember going and making this particular one, which was um, this this guy that I'd kind of been involved with on and off. And um, I was really in my probably my worst point of public drinking. And you know, I was very much in the like um, in a creative industry and nightclub scene. And I would repeatedly go and repeat this same behaviour at this same place that he worked at. And you know, kind of call him in the middle of the night and rock up in the middle of the night. And, and, you know, I had to kind of really own up to being a bit of a stalker. And that was hard. (laughs) You know, like, there's no other way of looking at it than stalking. And, um... And even when I was apologising for the stalking, he's like, yeah, well, you stalked me. And I'm like, well... And I felt like saying, yeah, but it wasn't actually stalking, you know... And I, I had to pull myself back and realise that I was there to apologise and it was nothing to do with him. And he was completely okay about it. But I remember walking to make this amend and I felt, like, more nervous than I felt tonight. And I was just like, like I could barely kind of walk. It's that, that really heavy feeling. And I did it and, and, I, and I held myself with dignity and um, I didn't hang around too long. I just, you know, I did what I had to do and left, which is completely new behaviour for me. And um, and uh, when I was walking away, I just felt physically, atomically lighter. Like, I just felt incredible. It was just incredible, you know. And I was just walking and I, I think I rang my sponsor or a friend in the program and I was just like, it's incredible, I've just done this amend and 80% of the guilt and shame that I had around this person has just lifted. And it was just something I'll remember for a long time. Um, Other amends have been just as powerful in different ways. Um, I've even had to go back and make them a second time because I didn't really apologise for everything. And, um, and, you know, I'm still working through them. My financial ones are the most challenging because, you know, I keep thinking I'm getting somewhere and another credit person finds me. You know, I don't know who's giving out my address, but these bills keep rolling in. And I just, you know, I get a bit of a raise and in comes another debt that I completely forgot about. You know, completely, I can't even remember running it up, really. And, um, you know, and I'm okay with that because that means that I'm not supposed to have the monetary stuff yet. And I'm okay with that because it's dangerous anyway for me, you know. And, um... But I, I really have enjoyed, in a, a weirdly used way of that word, I've enjoyed working through all of this, you know, starting at the beginning and just doing what I'm told, you know, and it was so hard. I was so against the grain when I came back. I was just like, in one way I was prepared to do anything, but in another way it was just, just didn't feel right to be doing what I was told. And, um, you know, and now it kind of, it's starting to feel better. It's starting, it's starting to feel right to do what I know is right. And I'm not at all perfect. You know, I still make mess and I have to clean it up. But I know that I am so much better than when I walked in 18 months ago. You know, I really am. I, I don't wake up with, you know, a shocking feeling about myself every day anymore. Um, I wake up you know, excited to turn up to work, excited to, you know, um, lead my team because, you know, I've been promoted twice in sobriety and um, 
And now I'm managing a whole design department. It's incredible. It's really incredible what it's given me. And I don't know why um, I've been lucky like this, but, you know, something has looked out for me and, and that's really like what I have developed my faith in. And, um, you know, just doing, doing what I'm, you know, doing what I think the next right thing is and, uh, and, um, and it just kind of turning out. And it doesn't mean I haven't had hard stuff to deal with. I've had my alcoholic parents separate three months ago very violently. Um, I've had uh, two deaths in my family. Um, you know, there's been a lot of stuff to deal with, but um, with the help of people around me and the program, um, I've been able to share you know, what I've learnt, um, and I share it throughout my life, not just in AA, you know. I, I have girls that work with me and work on, like, you know, I'm in charge of them, and um, I make sure that they feel that they, they can feel the best that they can at work, you know, and, and I give them the same tough love that I've been shown in this program. So thank you. I'm very grateful for my sobriety. Information about the annual Melbourne AA Steps Weekend is available from www.stepsweekend.aagroup.org.au Thanks for letting us share.